Television, the video channel dedicated to thought leadership from the world's top marketing executives. I'm your host, Jeff Petowitz, President and CEO of Petowitz Group. Today's guest is Emily Reagan, Vice President of Lifecycle Marketing for Bizarre Voice. In Emily's role, she delivers high-impact demand generation campaigns to turn prospects into customers, as well as effective client retention and upsell programs. She's also responsible for delivering a cohesive customer experience across the Bizarre Voice journey, and that her main goal, of course, is to maximize revenue. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you, Jeff. So for those of us that don't know about Bizarre Voice, maybe you could take a minute and tell us a little bit about your company and what you do. Sure. Uh, Bizarre Voice is a network of the world's largest brands and retailers, as well as consumers, um, where consumers go to um, find information about the products and services that they're looking for. Um, they get great content from other consumers that help give them confidence to, to buy whatever product or service that they're looking at. Um, and um, this network delivers a high, tremendous amount of value for both, um, for both our brands and retail clients who see greater ROI on their programs as well as greater conversion on their sites. So is the revenue model, uh, how is it monetized? Is it through these retail partners? Um, our revenue model is the software as a service model. So uh, it's, it's annual service fee um, that each um, customer pays um, based on their, uh, the size of their, um, of their um, uh, site and, and the number of impressions and the number of, um, of uh, pieces of content that, they're, that are generated about their products and services. Okay, so who would be your top competitors? Our top competitors are companies such as uh, Power Reviews, um, Turn2, Yachtpo, Revu, just to name a few. Um, we also are in the visual com content and commerce category. So companies such as um, Olapic and Curalate are also considered competitors in the visual content and commerce space. Okay. And how are you differentiating yourself? Our key differentiators are in a couple of areas. Um, the, the first and primary is our, is, our, um, is our moderation services. So we moderate every piece of content that goes into our clients, goes onto our clients' sites. So every review that is submitted, every photo that is submitted um, and is, is looked at by a, an actual person. And therefore, it is um, vetted for brand um, consistency and standards um, that are defined when the client um, comes on board and that it is also vetted for authenticity. So we make sure that there are no bots, there is no false content, there are not things that are being submitted by our clients themselves, all sorts of things. We have a very um, tight and very uh, robust uh, moderation policy and we offer that service as part of our um, service to our clients. We also differentiate through the use of our client service directors. So each um, each company, each client has a named CSD who is responsible for the success of their program, and um, it's a huge value add to our clients, particularly those who are smaller. Um, that gives them that that consultative approach and that framework for um, not just managing and implementing the technology, but actually building um, CGC content programs on top of them. That's fascinating. So what would you say your number one challenge is running lifecycle marketing? My number one challenge is always um, determining and, and my contribution, the marketing's contribution to, um, to our bookings and our pipeline and, uh, and, and being able to measure and articulate that. And um, there's always 
um, a lot of things that we could be doing, but our focus has to be on what are the highest value things, where are we getting the greatest results, what are where are we seeing leads turn into pipeline, ultimately turn into closed business, and we have to look at that entire funnel and and being able to um, effectively assess. Um, have the data, have the reporting and the tools to be able to know what's working and what's not is um, is one of our biggest um, focus areas and definitely a challenge. So uh, what, what are some of the tools and processes you're using to measure it and how are you overcoming some of these challenges? So we um, we use a, a variety of tools in our marketing stack from you know basic uh, marketing automation such as Marketo, which we use, as well as uh, Salesforce, which is our CRM. Um, we use tools such as Demandbase um, that run on the back on the back end of our forms that tell us um, who these people are, give us a little more information about them to help um, have a build a better profile of the of the folks who are visiting our website or who are completing our forms. Um, and we use uh, we have a robust content management system that we run on our website that allows us to customize and uh, deliver personalized content to different uh, different audiences. So um, and then when it comes to um, that, that, those are the, to the tools that we use to deliver on the experience. And then when it comes to measuring and reporting on the experience, we we uh, leverage both Marketo and Salesforce as a way to uh, to capture the data from the systems and, and do analysis around that. We do all of our um, all of our reporting is full funnel, so we look all the way through um, from beginning to end in Salesforce so that we can see those leads and how they move through the system. And um, it's a challenge because, um, you know, we've, like many companies, we've made a lot of changes to our Salesforce instance. Um, not everybody has the same permissions and the same views. And trying to make sure that all the salespeople and all the marketing people and all the other roles in the company know how to use the tool to effectively manage and work leads um, and that the tool is effectively capturing what's happening in a way that allows us to report on it effectively is where we spend a bunch of our time. So uh, you've been running marketing for, for a long time. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen over the last four to five years? Uh, at Bizarre Voice, um, the speed of change um, here in marketing is, is certainly significant. I mean, the number of uh, tools that I have at my disposal to go, um, to go improve performance or to do different things to innovate around demand generation from a MarTech perspective is um, has just mushroomed, has totally blown up. And I can barely use the technology I have, much less the idea of adding more technology. And there's so many great, cool things to do out there. So the question is just, how do you, again, how do you figure out what's really, really working and, and then invest more there and then figure out what tools can help you be more effective there? I think um, it's easy to get overwhelmed and easy to get distracted, which we admittedly have, um, by trying this thing or that thing or this hot new thing without really having a strategy or a cohesive approach for how we're going to pull that technology or that um, innovation into what we already have in place. So with all that change, are you finding that the skill sets of your staff also need to change? And, and how are you approaching it? How are you finding the team? How are you structuring your organization? How are you keeping them current? So I'm, I'm finding that we're spending a lot more time on training. Um, and that's just a, um, it's critical. And I've tried to come up with lots of ways to not do it, um, use, using peer-to-peer -peer and, and, um, and, and you know, documentation and ways to help people get up to speed faster. And those are certainly great tools, but they can't replace that hands-on training that our team members need to use the tools and the systems that they have at their disposal. So that's one area. We've just invested more there. 
I certainly have um, become more proficient at hiring um, the right people that truly have the expertise, and, and I place certainly a va high value on people that know how to work in marketing automation platforms and that understand how they work and who've worked in several or who have worked deeply in Marketo. So I definitely have increased the number of people in my team that come from that background from a certification standpoint. But at the end of the day, I would say my number one strategy is to hire smart people. Because if you hire smart people who are versatile and who have an aptitude for learning and growing and for being curious, then you're gonna find that you're gonna get the results that you want. So, um, so I definitely wanna make sure that even though I'm looking for particular technical skills, that I'm also just really looking for and not overlooking people who are just really smart. So what would you say is the blend? Are you getting kids right out of school? Are you looking for people that have a few years? Are you looking for older people? Yes to all the above? Or what would you <laughs> mostly, mostly experienced hires. We are, are a fairly um, uh, small team, and, um, and so we need um, people who can come in immediately and, and who have experience building and running campaigns or events or programs, marketing programs. And so we don't have a lot of, I would say, um, uh, you know, entry-level bench uh, here at Bizarre Voice. Everybody works at both a strategic level as well as an execution level. So definitely depending on the role, you know, three to five years of experience probably at the low end up to a more senior level manager or, or director level person might have eight to ten. Now, do they work all uh, on site or are you finding people that work virtually as well? Most of the people work in our offices. We definitely have, uh, we have an office in New York, so we have a couple of, uh, of staff members in our New York office, um, and then the bulk of them are, are here in Austin where we're headquartered. People have the ability to work remotely as they need to, but we don't have any remote-only staff. Okay. So how are you seeing content play a role? I mean, of course, content's always important to us in marketing, but... Are you seeing a changing its function or its impact over the last couple of years than, than it did before? Well, um, absolutely, and and we are. Um, I feel like we're constantly chasing that and trying to figure out how to how to make that work, make content work harder for us. Um, a few years back, we actually started the editorial calendar process here at Bizarre Voice, and that was a huge. Um, a shift for us to start thinking about building um, comprehensive content programs, things where you could um, tell a story in a bunch of different channels and a bunch of different formats, um, different lengths for different parts of the sales cycle. And, um, and that philosophy has continued to evolve here at Bizarre Voice. Um, I think an area where we probably don't do as much as we should is video, um, and we'd love to do more of that, and, and our teams are definitely um, are definitely in uh, innovating more and investigating that channel more often than not now, um, trying to figure out ways to do quick, short videos to tell our stories um, in ways that people are willing to consume them. Okay. So what keeps you awake at night? Definitely hitting our, our, our bookings plans and, and our marketing contribution of that. Are we Do we have enough leads? Do we have enough pipeline? And, and are we going to be able to, at the end of the quarter, come to the team and uh, to, the, to the executive leadership team and the sales leadership team and say, we, met our, we did our part um, and we met our goals? So that's probably one of the key things. I think um, staffing and having the right people on the team, um, you know, the Austin uh, job market is super hot, so we've got a, a, you know always new people that we're looking at, and we've got people who are leaving to go take other opportunities. So I think you know, kind of just managing that that team and keeping the team staffed, 
keeping people trained and, and inspired um, is is where I uh, spend a lot of my time as well. Is the whole team being uh, gold and measured on accountability, or is it more at your level? No, the entire team carries our goals for pipeline and bookings, um, which is something that we've really started doing and, and holding people accountable for for the last couple of years. So, um, so I have the goals, and everybody else on my team has the same goals. So is that done through an MBO, or do you guys get... Um, commission like a sales organization would? No, we are not commissioned like a sales organization, but we are, um, you know, it goes into both our merit, did you meet your goals and did you do what you said you were going to do as part of your kind of just year yearly annual merit cycle? And then, um, and then, um, you know, certainly a percentage of people are on a bonus program and, and that those bonus programs are, um, are rated based on your achievement towards your goals. So if you achieved your goals, you're going to get hundred percent of your payout. If you way, way, way over delivered, you might get more than your, 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 uh, you might get an, an incremental piece. Okay. So what are some of the things that you're doing to attract and retain personnel? We are working on some internal things that, that we've heard from our teams that are um, that are important to them getting job satisfaction and feeling like they're making a contribution. And those are things like, from a leadership perspective, more communication, more integration of other teams into our conversations. We've recently implemented a, a weekly stand-up meeting where we get all of the marketing team together for 30 minutes and we just do a quick around the horn to um, to share what's hot in each of our inboxes so that we can compare notes and find areas where we need to collaborate more. That's really a key, we know a, a key um, uh, intrinsic motivator for people is that they feel part of something bigger and that they feel like they're making a contribution and that, and that we're working together collaboratively. So a lot of focus on those types of activities. We obviously use, um, you know, financial, um, rewards and, and, um, you know, compensation tools, you know, as needed and as we have them to, um, to reward um, performers where, you know, when we have that opportunity. So certainly a mix of, of, you know, monetary and non-monetary ways to, um, to try to keep people engaged. Some really good ideas. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have to probably bring some of those back <laughs> to my team. It's tough. It's tough. It's the tech space and the marketing space. There's just so much going on. There's so much opportunity for people. And so, um, you know, I think what we do is fascinating and amazing and we have a great team, but there's like 20 other people right around the corner that do this, that are the same way. So it's always have to be, uh, keep your eye out for, uh, for that competition in the recruiting market. Always vigilant, absolutely. So uh, in closing, what advice would you give to a marketing executive that's beginning their transformation? Well, I think just understanding what you've got in front of you, um, what the biggest, the biggest issues are and the things that are going to make the greatest impact first. I think that's certainly, uh, certainly a, um, a good strategy, regardless of whether you're marketing or not, is to really prioritize where to focus your time and your energy. Cause it's easy to get sucked into a ton of different initiatives. So, um, so that for sure, I think, um, building a, um, a, Credible relationship with sales partners is really, really important. Um, we have a tremendous relationship with our sales team here at Bizarre Voice, and um, it's taken time and effort and lots of fostering, but it is so worthwhile because we truly feel like we have a partnership, and I think for any demand generation uh, marketing executives to be successful, you've got to have a, um, a strong partner on the sales side who's willing to get in there and tell you what you're doing wrong and give you feedback and hold you accountable, but also um, share in the success and want to see you be successful. So that's a, a really key component, building that relationship. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks.